Hey Vessels, this is Love, and thank you for tuning in for Season 3 of Voice of a Vessel Podcast, where we want to encourage and inspire you to be you, and where we grow in purpose, on purpose. I'm so excited about this new year. I have so much I'm ready to share with you guys. Zion is not back with me this season. She is doing some big things in her career. We pray God's perfect will to be done in her life, and we hope for the absolute best for her, and maybe we can have her back, maybe a cameo or something like that. We're all about encouragement and inspiration, and we're definitely going to get to that. However, I just started this year off just really wanting to make sure my circle was tight and God revealed some things to me. And I want to share because I feel like if I went through it, somebody else is going through it. And I just hope that you can find the encouragement throughout my story. I went through a time of seeing the faces of people on a different level. 2021 was just heavy discernment. I remember telling the people closest to me that I really wanted to ask God to take it away from me because it was almost too much. I mean, some things made me feel sick to my stomach. Some things made me angry. You know, I wanted to just call people out. But it's very important to remember that Judas serves a purpose. So in the midst of trying to understand the motive behind actions in the Bible, Judas got paid. And now people out here an attempt to not look bad. So they try to throw someone else under the bus or throw dirt on somebody else's name. And I ask myself, how is this helping me grow in my purpose? How is this beneficial? If you know the story, when Judas betrayed Jesus, it was, that was like that defining moment that really set him up for him to be the sacrificial lamb. So I needed to understand the assignment. Like, Lord, help me to understand what is the assignment? What are you preparing me for? What are you getting me ready for? What is it inside me that needs to die? What is it that I need to get rid of? You know, what am I still holding on as far as myself that I really need to get rid of? Or is it that I'm holding these people too high or too close? Sometimes I hold people in high regards and maybe you're saying, let them go. And as hard as that may be, I mean, even since 2022, I had to let some really important people go. I placed you in the hands of God like it's nothing I can do. When I realized that Zion wasn't going to be able to record with me, the one thing that I heard so clearly was the show must go on. And not just related to the podcast, but just in life, period. You have to be very careful that you're not in situations where their lack of participation will hinder you from moving forward because the show must go on. And so... It's easier for me to love people from afar, to not to talk frequently or not at all, you know, with no ill will and no hard feelings, no love lost. Honestly, I love you with the love of Christ, but I have spiritual boundaries and they are in place to protect my peace and ultimately my soul. That's why I want to understand the assignment because I'm like, Lord, if I'm being in error, you know, if there's something inside of my heart that's not right in that process, please reveal it to me. I know I'm over here dying to self and people are playing games with boundaries. Not only do do they protect me, but I feel like they protect you too. And maybe you think you got over or you got away with something, but vengeance is the Lord's. And so it's just easier for me to just step away. You know, I'm not only am I protecting myself, but I'm protecting you too. And so we got to be sure we're not messing with people because we may not know who they are or where they are in the spirit. 
Like you don't even have any idea what my sacrifices have been or, you know, like how my prayer life is and or what I'm called to be or who I'm called to be. And so we got to be so careful when we do stuff to people because you don't know who you messing with. So a friend of mine hit me up and was telling me everything he was going through. And as a friend, I listened and gave options and potential resolutions to some of the things he communicated. But the Lord dealt with me on it. Number one, he's a grown man. Number two, I'm a single woman. And number three, before offering my assistance, sometimes we're so quick to help. And it's genuinely our good intention. But maybe the Lord had a different way of escape. Maybe the Lord had a different purpose for it all. You know, all my life, I've heard the quote, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. I never want to be like out of tune or out of touch with the Lord and just be doing something at my own strength or with my own will outside of his will. You know, that good intention type thing. And then I get myself in a mess because I didn't consult him from the beginning and it wasn't my assignment. So the next day I had to tell him like, yo, I was out of pocket. I was just trying to help, but I should have prayed on it. And as a result, the Lord is like, no, you don't need to be helping. And I told him the three points that the Lord gave me. We have to watch those little things. If I baked you this beautiful chocolate cake. But then I told you that it had a little tiny little smidgen of dog poop in it. You wouldn't want none of it. You would want me to throw away the whole cake. Sometimes it only takes a little bit of something in order for it to spoil, to ruin everything. I have to be careful to guard my gates, my eye gates, my ear gates, my mouth gate. I got to be careful what I see, what I hear, and what I say. That means I got to be careful in my circle. I got to be careful what I'm so willing to participate in or get involved in. All of that, because a little bit of leaven can spoil the loaf. Sometimes we don't understand how things can be gates, you know, an opening. Sometimes we don't understand how getting involved with something that we're not supposed to be involved in can be access for other things to attack us. And so we just have to be careful. Oftentimes it's easy to see the big things designed to distract or deter us. But those little things, it could be a song, a scene in a movie, or a show, a conversation, or even a thought that we didn't cast down. It's those little things that can turn into something really, really big if we're not careful. So for 2022, watch those little things. Don't be so quick to just let things roll off or just disregard things as if they don't matter because it matters. So I told my friend, I was instructed to sit this one out. Just like you wouldn't even think of taking a slice of that cake is the same way a little bit of disobedience on my part, a little bit of acting in my own thoughts and strength can ruin everything I'm so diligently working towards. Shout out to those who aren't compromising, who are out here like really dying to self and doing what they're supposed to do. Maybe I don't see you, but God sees you and I know it's not easy. You know what? I also want to say if you're out here and you're all over the place, just repent. Talk to the Lord. He's always there. He's waiting and wanting to restore you because he loves you more than you can ask, think or imagine. Yes, that much. I'm not going to say it's okay if you're all over the place, but I'm just saying it's not too late. You can still get it together. I think it's time for some random ridiculousness. I recently had surgery 
and I had to drive myself. And after, you know, casting down these thoughts of someone ran into your car, only paid for the part, and you're still riding around like this with a big old dent on the side of your car. I wasn't going to ask nobody to take the day off of work to sit in the hospital parking lot because nobody could come up with me. And I knew that post-op, I'd have to have recovery, and that would have been hours. So I drove myself. I get to the hospital. It's completely overcrowded. When I tell you overcrowded, it was like as soon as I pulled into the entrance of the hospital, there are cars parked, you know, on the curb, on the side, they're double parked, and y'all are taking appointments. There was no parking anywhere. I drove around for 30 minutes. After about 15 minutes, I'm talking to God like, are you saying I'm healed? Do I not need to do this? I'm calling the hospital to report that there's no parking whatsoever. I'm asking the attendant on the phone like, well, I see other people parking on a curve and double parking. Can I do the same thing? And she was like, oh, no, ma'am, you'll get a ticket. So now I'm almost in tears. Just telling God, like, it's these moments, Lord, where I just don't understand. Like, you got me, though, right? And I'm like being sarcastic when I'm saying that. Oh, but you got me though, right? Like, I don't understand nothing that's going on. I don't hear you responding to me, but you got me though. And as I'm driving around, like as soon as I have that thought, I see a car pulling out. I whip my car around real quick. I find the space and I whip in, immediately asking the Lord for forgiveness. And now I'm really crying. And so now it's a conversation about patience and waiting on him and how he always comes through, even at the very last moment. Because sometimes we forget. Sometimes we go through things and we have our moments and we forget all the times he came through for us. I mean, I'm all about full transparency. I was just completely in myself like, look, I've been driving around for 30 minutes. I'm by myself. I didn't even want to come in the first place. I'm having all these thoughts. I'm mad I'm driving downtown and my car is dented and like I got all this stuff going on. So what's going on? Am I not supposed to be here? Am I, I mean, I've been praying for healing. Like, am I healed? Is that what you're saying? Do I not need to get this surgery? Are you telling me that I don't even need to go into the hospital? Like, what are you saying to me right now? What does all this mean? I get out the car. I wipe my face, get myself together. And there was a worker at the entrance where I parked. So I walk in. And as I'm walking in the first set of double doors, she proceeds to walk through the second set of double doors. And she even looked back at me and didn't say nothing. So as I go to the second set of double doors, they close. It has the button where you can press to open the door and I can see the sensor. So now I'm waving, you know, to, to the sensor, trying to get the sensor to open. I'm pressing the button over and over and over again. It's not opening. So I call the hospital again, like, look. I'm downstairs. I'm in. I'm trapped into these double doors. The doors won't open for me. I just seen a worker going the doors right in front of me. What's going on? She was like, I'm so sorry. That side of the hospital is locked off. You have to either go through the main entrance or the ER entrance. I'm just like, look, you don't understand. I've been driving around for 30 minutes. And she goes, I know. And I was like, did I just talk to you when I called? She was like, yes, ma'am. And she was so nice. And I was like, what am I supposed to do? She was like, well, you're going to have to go around There's, I mean, there's nothing you could do because those doors have been locked. So I was like, I can't go around. I can't find any parking. You know, you don't understand. So she goes, do you see a tent outside? And she was like, they're doing testing right there to, you know, cars can pull up and get tested. She was like, walk to the tent, 
and ask them if they can just let you through. So now I'm like kind of a germaphobe. I'm like, so now you want me to walk to this tent where they're testing people? Like, that's what you want me to do? She was like, yes, ma'am. So I was like, okay. You know, I'm thinking in my mind, God, you got me. I'm not being sarcastic now. I'm like, okay, Laura, you got me. So walk into the tent. I got her on speakerphone at this point. I was like, excuse me. I'm on the phone with a lady from the hospital. Till I said, the doors are locked. She told me I can come here and ask if you can let me go through because I parked over here. I've been driving around for 30 minutes. And she was like, I'm so sorry. You can only get through if you have a badge. There's nothing I can do. You're going to have to go around. So I'm just like, you know what? At this point, I'm not going to argue. I had to walk around the entire hospital. One of my thigh highs was now completely around my ankle. My hair, just it was a mess. My feet was hurting. I had on heels. And it wasn't like big heels, but it was like a little heel because I had on a dress. And it just was too much. So I felt like I walked a mile around the hospital. And maybe it wasn't a mile, but that's how it felt. And at that point, I'm thinking to myself, I don't care who sees me. I don't care who is judging about my one thigh high that's nailed around my ankle. I had to walk up a hill and down a hill. I had to walk around in an entire facility. But I did it because I didn't want to have to double park or park on the curb because there was absolutely no parking. And finally, I just say, okay, Lord, I get it. I did circle the entire hospital more than once, but there was one side that I preferred. I waited and I only communicated when it wasn't working. I didn't ask them from the beginning. It's not like I pulled in a parking lot. I was like, all right, Lord, show me where I'm supposed to park. I didn't do that at all. I was in my own self, in my own mind, circling the parking lot, just trying to find a space. But there was one side that I preferred. I didn't go around the entire hospital, you know, for 30 minutes. I went a couple times and when I couldn't find nothing and seen that they were parking on a curb and double parking, I went to the side that I'm comfortable with. And I didn't even ask him, what's up? You got me. Am I not supposed to do this until after like 15 minutes of driving around the parking lot? Remember, I had already called the hospital and everything when I was like, I got like, what's going on? The point was I got through it, but the process reminded me to lean and depend at all times, not just when I need assistance. Lesson learned. So I guess the message from the beginning of this year has been completely lean and depend on him in all things, every situation, every question, you know, the little things, the big things, the things that we don't think that we need to communicate, communicate those things. Get the green light first. And, you know, we always end on a quote. I seen it on TikTok. It was originally by a lady named Sandra Thurman. But I want to read this because it is so powerful. There was a moment when Moses asked God what his name is. And God was gracious enough to answer. And the name he gave is recorded in the original Hebrew as YHWH. Over time, we've arbitrarily added an A and an E in there to get Yahweh presumably because we have a preference for vowels. But scholars and rabbis have noted that the letters Y-H-W-H represent breathing sounds or aspirated consonants. When pronounced without intervening vowels, it actually sounds like breathing. The Y-H, inhale, and the W-H, exhale. So a baby's first cry, its first breath, speaks the name of God. A deep sigh calls his name or a groan or gasp that is too heavy for mere words, 
Even an atheist would speak his name, unaware that their very breath is given constant acknowledgement to God. Likewise, a person leaves this earth with their last breath, when God's name is no longer filling their lungs. So when I can't utter anything else, is my cry calling out his name? Being alive means I speak his name constantly. It is heard the loudest when I'm the quietest. In sadness, we breathe heavy sighs. In joy, our lungs feel almost like they will burst. In fear, we hold our breath and have to be told to breathe slowly to help us calm down. When we're about to do something hard, we take a deep breath to find our courage. When I think about it, breathing is giving him praise, even in the hardest moments. This is so beautiful and fills me with emotion every time I grasp the thought. God chose to give himself a name that we can't help but speak every moment we're alive. All of us, always, everywhere, walking, sleeping, breathing with the name of God on our lips. That just completely changed everything. Like I'm about to cry right now. And so I'm going to close with this because I dare not cry on this mic. I just want you to remember that every time you take a breath, you're giving him praise. Let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Make sure to hit the subscribe button and check out our website at VesselToBlessYou.com. Anything you want to hear on the show, let us know. We want to encourage and inspire you to be you. Shop our merch, read the blog, and check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Vessel to Bless You, where we grow in purpose, on purpose. Shout out to Jay Weeks with the dope beat. Where the music at? Hey.